The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast, Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to The Dr. Taz Show, where on every episode of the show, I'm determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. Joining me today is Joyce Schulman. She has an incredible story, but she's founder and CEO of Macaroni Kid and 99 Walks. She reaches millions of moms each month with her hyper-local and national e-newsletters and websites for social media content, her video, and her weekly walk podcast. Having created a -a one-of-a-kind digital platform, she connects families to the wonders of their own communities and inspires women to chase their dreams and crush their goals. Welcome to the show, Joyce. Thank you for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you have an interesting story that I want you to be able to tell, and you also have a book about walking and walking your way to better. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you and then what's led to all of this that's followed since. Oh my gosh, so much. So I've been working closely with women for the last 12 years, and there are two things that I have seen over and over again. Women, moms in particular, are suffering from a loneliness crisis in this country. And that's something that there has been some talk about for sure. And earlier this year, we undertook a study that showed that 73% of women admit to being lonely, experience loneliness. I mean, that's, that's really a big number. That is a huge number. And the other piece of the puzzle, as you well know, is that we're facing a fitness and wellness crisis among women as well. And it's it's interesting because we know more right now about what it takes to stay well and be fit, and we're getting worse and worse. I know. And I see this every day in practice, and it's really challenged me as a physician you know, and I was actually telling somebody this this morning, it's like, I was so proud for years of like all the great health information I could deliver to women and, you know, helping them connect the dots on their health and how it may play into how they feel. But here's where I'm getting stuck too. It's like, we deliver this information, but women still can't make it actionable. And I think some of that is the stress and the isolation, which is also confusing because one of the most social points of time for a woman is motherhood, right? Usually you're bonding to other mothers and you're congregating because of your kids and stuff like that. What do you think is happening? Oh, I think there are so many pieces that come into play. Uh, I think that we have exalted this idea of what I refer to as the martyr mom, right? She has to do it all herself. She has to do it really, really well. And we are telling women and moms that you're supposed to be able to do this on your own. You're supposed to be able to keep all those balls. Superwoman syndrome, right? Yeah, and yeah, and it's it's not how we're wired. We were supposed to be living, I believe, in community with our our mothers to help us, and our sisters, and our aunties, and our cousins. Mm -hmm. We were never supposed to raise our kids by ourselves. So you've got this isolation, and I think, and I'm never one to indict social media because I think that social media has done tremendous good for so many people in so many ways. But I do think that social media gives us the illusion of connection. Yes. So people think they're connected and yet they still feel lonely. 
So what is your situation, kind of what's your solution to this loneliness? Because if you talk to a mom, an average mom, they tell you they're too busy. I don't have time or I I can't or, you know, I feel like most moms nowadays are in the car driving everybody to like seven activities per child, you know? So what is sort of your solution and what, you know, kind of inspired you to, to do something about this? So I have always walked personally. It's always been a tremendous part of my personal practice because it's the time I can think and process and I can be out in nature and I can get some exercise. And what I have found over the last many years, several years, is that walking with girlfriends checks all three boxes, right? Mm -hmm. You get to be outside in nature. You get to get the exercise that we all know we need. And The research around what a regular walking practice can do for you physically is just incredible, really. And you get to spend time with your girlfriends in a way that is really supportive of that connection for a host of reasons. So I agree, we're all really, really time-strapped. You have to make the time. It's not about finding the time. But if you can check three boxes at one time, like that's awesome. That is awesome. And that's so easy to do. It doesn't cost a thing as well. You know, if you can do that anywhere, is there a rhythm that the research shows is more helpful? Is it walking once a week with friends? Is it doing a couple times a week for how long? What would you, what does the research say and what would you advise? So as far as walking for your physical wellness, really the bottom line is more is better. Some of the research focuses on a daily walking practice and every other day walking practice. But the reality is that there are benefits every time you lace up your sneakers and walk out the door. That's amazing. What are some of the medical kind of facts that you've seen in terms of what walking will do? I know a lot of my patients are coming in and they're, they've got one goal in mind. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. And sometimes there are more benefits as I have to explain to people than the immediate change in number that you'll see on a scale. What does the research say about a regular walking practice? What are they able to measure and observe? It's not always weight loss. So what, what are you noticing? No. Uh, you ready for just the top line list? Yes. Let's do it. Um, a regular walking practice, so several times a week, has been linked to reducing, reducing your risk of high blood pressure, mm-hmm. high cholesterol, heart disease, dementia, oh, diabetes, wow. osteoporosis, and several types of cancer. Well, super women, if you're not grabbing your shoes now, maybe you should be. <laughs> so time to lace up. I mean, yeah, those are all amazing, amazing statistics of really showing. What do you think that is? Is it the connection or is it the movement? Is it both? Those, those statistics are around just a regular walking practice without that element of walking with other people. Okay. The research that we have, so uh, as I mentioned earlier this year, we did a study of 2,300 women that showed 73% experience loneliness. The other data point that came out of that, which is so fascinating, which is really what started us on this journey, is that women who regularly walk with their friends report that they're two and a half times less likely to often feel lonely. Oh, I love that. I love that. So this loneliness, is this coming from women just not making the time to connect with other women or feeling like it has to be perfect? Or what what do you think is happening there? I think it's all of that. I think it's all of that. When you talk to our mother's generation, 
they really did spend a lot more time drinking coffee and hanging out with their girlfriends. Hmm. You know, I vividly remember as a kid, we had a neighbor just down the street and three kids and the mother and my mother were friends. And I vividly remember one morning, my mother showing up on her neighbor's doorstep because we were out of coffee. Oh my gosh. Right? We don't do that anymore. We would never do no, that. Not at all. Uh, it's so interesting because I think in observing, I have a son and a daughter and in observing the two of them, my daughter's need for socialization and community and people is much greater than it appears to be in my son. Is it just, we as women are wired this way where we need like a tribe, so to speak, or we need like our little own village to, to move through life? Or is this a part of the human condition? What do we see a similar sort of thing in men? Kind of, what do you think? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it is a part of the human connection, but I do believe that men and women are wired differently. Uh, and there's there's one piece of research around this which is fascinating to me, um, which I'll share if you'd like. Yes, please. So there's some research on um, oxytocin. Mm-hmm. So that's the hormone that triggers labor and nursing, but it's also a hormone that's been shown to trigger this desire for connection and collaboration and kinship. And it's one of the hormones that's actually released when you're walking. So I believe it's one of the reasons that walking together is really powerful. But here's a, here's a fact that I think is fascinating. There's some preliminary research that shows that oxytocin affects males and females differently. Mm-hmm. While it tends to make females more collaborative, it tends to make males more competitive. Now, this is like huh. really early research, Right. But it sort of makes sense if you think about the traditional ancestral roles, right? The moms, if you're raising the, the little ones, you've got to come together as a community. And the dads are charged with kind of protecting that inner circle. Mm-hmm. Fascinating to me, whether yeah. or not that's the answer or not the answer, but it is uh, insightful, right? Yeah, it is. So if, if you're out there say anyone out there listening today and you're just feeling incredibly lonely, you don't really know where to start, what would your advice be for women? You know, they're sort of, I think we put so many boundaries up like, oh, they probably wouldn't want to walk. I can already hear them. I don't know. They're not going to want to walk. I'm not going to look good in my leggings or I don't have Lululemon leggings or whatever, you know, whatever it is. I mean, there's always a roadblock we put up. How do we kind of get past that? And what is our first step in trying to really create community, create a tribe, create a village to raise children in, because really it is exhausting to do it by yourself. And it's a part of what I've talked a lot about with superwoman syndrome and women, the advantage of us being able to do it all, right? We can all go get educated and have fabulous jobs and do anything we want to do technically, but that role and responsibility of, of motherhood hasn't changed. It's not like that's been pushed off to the side. So it leaves women feeling very exacerbated, very frustrated, tired most of the time. And at the end of the day, kind of unfulfilled because nothing really is going perfectly. So how do women move past that, you know, sort of storm of negative, negative thought, negative energy, and just fatigue and make that first step to building a community? What would you tell them to do? Something that we've seen in the 99 Walks community is that it is a little bit easier and a little bit less intimidating to ask another woman to take a walk than it is to invite her into your home Mm. or let's go out for coffee where you're going to sit across from each other 
it does seem to be an easier ask to say, do you want to take a walk or get a couple of people together? We have seen this come up with, uh, there's one particular woman in our community who moved clear across the country and didn't know anybody. And she's a Mm -hmm. really social girl, Mm -hmm. desperately missed her community. And she had a lot of trouble connecting until she started inviting a group of women who she had met actually through her kid's school. Do you want to take a walk after drop-off? And one of the things that I really want people to keep in mind is that they're not alone in feeling this way. So you're looking at other women and you think, wow, she's got it all together. Right. She's got her social crew. She's got her, she's got it all going on. She's got her friends. But the truth is, and I'll keep saying it right until everybody's listening, 73% of us experience loneliness. Mm. That means that other woman who you might want to say, you want to take a walk after work, you want to take whenever, wherever, it's sort of an easier ask. And there's a good chance that she experiences loneliness as well. How do we apply this to our daughters? Because I feel like they also are isolating in a weird way. Like they have a community at school and then they have all their million activities but I also feel like they don't understand the power of connecting, you know, like my daughter doesn't have a phone. She's 12, but all her friends do Um, at her birthday party recently, everyone's doing this, you know, and I came short of like, Hey, put all the phones in this basket and let's really try to connect. I love the idea of walking with your daughter or with your children is, are there any other boundaries or things or even research around maybe creating a girls walking club or a mother daughter walking club of some kind is there any and has anything like that been done in your sort of work there's nothing that i've seen research wise around that though i will say from my personal experience getting friends of mine who have daughters who are friends of mine. So my daughter's 14. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you get a couple of the moms together and to take a walk with the girls, the moms usually walk right. in one little pack and the girls right. walk in one little pack and they get that conversation and the beauty of walking, no phones. Yes. I love it. Just by just by the nature of the activity. So you've got all the benefits of what happens when you're walking together. You're out in nature. You've got time and space. You've got no uh, meaningful access to technology. They're certainly not te- texting while they're walking. Um, and then the other piece of it is walking with your kids. You know, mm-hmm. the whole shoulder to shoulder thing, mm-hmm. right? Especially with teenagers. You're not yes. supposed to like, treat them like wild animals <laughs> in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So walking provides that shoulder to shoulder conversation with your kids too, which is great. Yeah. And I find that like trying to have that very official conversation with a 12 to 15 year old is incredibly awkward. Like, how's your day? Fine. Is everything okay? Yes. What'd you do today? Nothing. You know, so instead of that, I have found too, our conversations way more productive if we're walking, if we're moving, if we're sort of engaging in something. You focused a lot of your energy around walking. Are there other ways women can kind of crush this loneliness piece that you're seeing 73% of women as you talk about 73% of mothers and kind of a follow-up question how does creating community and creating a village allow you as an individual 
to crush your goals. Cause I know what my audience is thinking. They're like, I'm too busy checking off my to-do list and my, you know, career list or whatever it is. I don't have time for this, but can you link that for the audience so that they can understand how carving out this time here to create this community actually makes them more successful when it comes to crushing their goals? Um, sure. But we would probably need, you know, another hour of that conversation. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, I can talk, there's so many, there's a lot to unpack there, but let me talk for just a moment about the walking piece, Okay. Right? because I will go back to that, and then we'll okay. talk about the broader community, um, but for the, I'm too exhausted to get out and exercise, I'm too exhausted to do these things, these are activities that give you energy. Exercising gives you energy. Being with your girlfriends when I know all you want to do is just curl up in your bed and sleep, but mm -hmm. pushing yourself to take that time to connect with others will fuel your energy. I love that. And we're walking around exhausted, right? We wear our exhaustion like a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. How, what's the first thing that women, especially working moms, but really everybody, what's the first thing that they'll say? You say, how, how are you? And they say... Busy. I have so much to do. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, let's just stop. Yeah. Let's just stop exalting that the way that we do. And then the third piece of that is if you build a meaningful community for yourself and you're willing to give to that community and give to that group of women who, who you are building that with, they will support you in the same way you will support them. And what that means is that when you can't do pickup, there's somebody that you can call without it feeling awkward. Mm -hmm. And there's somebody that they can call because going back to almost how we started this conversation, we were meant to do this in community. And where do the men fit into this equation? Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> They don't? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, um, just funny because they don't seem to need the community element as much, but I think they are suffering because they're denying themselves the same community. I mean, I see a lot of men, so he almost have archetypes or types of men, like the good guys, the family guys, but they kind of suffer in silence. You know, I guess golf might be their outlet. Is that sort of the equivalent of this? Is that they will make time for golf and they'll make time for sports, but we won't do that? Would you sort of equate the two? I, I don't really know the answer to that. Um, I, I agree with you 100%. I think men are suffering in very much the same way. I just think that their needs are a little bit different. I don't think they need the kind of um, emotional connection that women need. Hmm. But one thing that I think is interesting is if the women aren't getting it, then I think it adds pressure to the relationship because yes. now they're looking for their partners to check too many boxes. Hmm. I think so many women forget that. And then the men aren't capable of doing all of that. Not yeah. capable, but it's just too much to ask it's, from one person. Exactly. It's it, even if, no matter who that one person is, no matter who your partner is, you know, you look at two mom families, two wet married women, mm -hmm. you still can't look at your wife 
and expect her to check every single box. It's as you say, it's too much for one person. I don't even know that that's necessarily a gender thing, right? Wow. But if, yeah. if we need that kind of emotional and mental connection and conversation and all of that that fuels us and feeds us, you got to be able to get it from a couple of different places. That's such a good point because I think that takes us to relationships and in so many relationships you'll hear I'm not fulfilled, I'm not satisfied, I'm not mentally challenged, but then it brings up that question too, are you so isolated that you're only expecting or you're expecting this one person to fulfill all these other needs that you have? I mean, I know for a fact that mentally there are a range of people that I get, you know, excited by, whereas emotionally it's a little bit different. So it does need to go into different boxes. So I think, again, it goes back to women needing community, needing family, whatever and however you define family. I think it's just such an inherent part of our identity. And I think a part of the struggle of being super women and having careers and doing all of these other things is that we have cut that side of us off in order to fulfill all these other things perceive things that we think we're supposed to do. And I think if I can make sure anything happens out of this particular episode of the podcast, it's to encourage women everywhere to get out there and re-engage with their community, re-engage with their girlfriends, but in a more sort of repetitive fashion, not the one-off, you know, weekend girls trips that happen every three or four months, but something that's a little bit, just like we want to eat healthy food on a consistent pattern, you know, something that's consistent and repetitive, because then that's the input we need emotionally to sort of lift us up. What other work do you have ahead of you? What other projects are you working on? I would love for the audience to be able to connect with you. Tell us a little bit about your story and what's coming up for you in the future. Sure. So um, I just had the honor of taking the TED stage this past weekend. Oh, wow. TEDx Delthorne Women. So that was really a bucket list item and very exciting. Um, I have a book coming January called Walk Your Way to Better. And we are building the mission of 99 Walks. Our our goal for 2020 is to get a million women walking. Fantastic. And do they sign up on your website or how do they find out more about this? Yep. So you can find all of that at 99walks.fit. Uh, People can find me on social media at Joyce R. Shulman, and you can find 99 Walks on social media at 99 Walks. Uh, And I host with my husband, actually, a weekly podcast called The Weekly Walk. Fantastic. Well, I know people will benefit from the information today. Something as simple, I always say they're tiny things that make a tremendous difference in your life and in your health. And this is one of those tiny things, simply getting outside and walking, calling your neighbor, your best friend, your child's best friend's mom, whoever it is, and creating that community for you that you can meet up with maybe once a week, twice a week, so that you feel first of all, fulfilled and emotionally connected, but more importantly, empowered by all these other women that are looking out for you. And quite honestly, as a mom, and I'm sure you'd agree with this, it really impacts our children. We can't live in isolation from the community that our children are in because their entire cultural sort of perspective and their values are being shaped by by that as well. So I think it's just so important to be involved. We are not meant to live in isolation. Thank you, Joyce, for joining me today. I appreciate it. I'm headed to your city shortly. We'll see how that goes. For everybody else, thank you for watching this episode of the Dr. Taz Show and Superwoman Wellness. Please feel free to rate and review this episode. And remember, we're on Spotify as well. So make sure to share that too. I will see you guys next time. Thanks for joining.